0: Hello, ciao and welcome back to the chronicles of a black italian woman my name is benedicta jumper and i'm the host and creator of this podcast hello 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 people of the internet welcome 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 back to this podcast hope everybody's doing well about us. a big thank you for the love shown on the last episode i was kind of surprised i saw new people sharing the podcast people reaching out to me and appreciating what i shared i don't remember really what i shared i don't really go back and listen to a lot of episodes except I'm extracting any conversation or mini clip about the conversation I just had or the thoughts that I just had so I don't really remember what exactly shared but I remember I shared about grief and about the life of my friend and activist Omar Navati so if you haven't listened to the episode maybe you want to listen to it because I feel a lot of people don't talk about grief and it's something that we all carried around so I don't know maybe this could be helpful to you talking about grief. I'm sorry if I have to start with a little of a negative note I'll be honest I confess it I started recording this episode and then I realized no let me cancel it I think it's important that we acknowledge what has happened in Turkey about two weeks ago We said the earthquake happening in Turkey and Syria It's important we acknowledge Syria as well at this time a country devastated by war a refugee crisis it's a country that deserves a lot of peace. So I send a lot of thoughts and prayers to the country of Turkey. And please, I'll try my best as well to insert a link in which we can all donate. I also want to hold myself accountable. And I also want to attend as well this accountability to you guys. Because I believe, literally for me, justice, social justice is something that is very important. I'm sorry, I cannot just look at my own crop whenever things happen around the world. Because. This is the reality that we live in. We live all in the same. We're not in the same boat because I think we are all in different boats navigating the same sea. But we show love and respect, and we are able to build community, far, close, near, support people, and empathize with people. And also, as somebody with a background, I want to acknowledge the life of footballer Christian Atsu, who has found in Turkey, unfortunately, and has lost his life very young, 30 years old i'm sorry that we started again with grief but i promise also bring a little bit of joy in this episode it's sad that unfortunately has lost his life really my thoughts and prayers go to the family and i've seen people gathering at the airport welcoming him because i remember him because i saw him within some matches of the kind at team It looked always like my i think it's very strange this year the amount of loss that people are dealing with is insane and i'm sure check in syria also the countries are very devastated because the death toll has been insane i'll do my best to make sure so with that being said uh please don't forget to show love, support and community. Wow, we are in February. We are in February. February means Black History Month. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Black History Month. What a time to be alive. So Black History Month, it means Black History Month. It's important that we acknowledge that it's Black History Month because it's Black History Month in the US. These initiatives are inspired many realities and many other countries. So I see that in Europe for example in the UK and in the Netherlands Black History Month is in October because I think it's the month of uh, people of african descent meanwhile in the u.s black history month has been happening in february because because it's the birthday of frederick douglas in february and also abraham lincoln that's up the emancipation process of the enslaved people so for this reason that's why we have black history month in the u.s in the u.s is a national celebration so it's the government that declares also that it's Black History Month. Meanwhile in Italy. This is not the case. But we are seeing initiatives happening in this country. Especially with Florence leading the way. With Justin Thompson and his team leading the way. I'm doing my part for the last. I'm working on the fourth edition of Black History Month in Rome. Within a US institution. But I do my best to include and expand and celebrate the voices. Especially of Afro-Italians. But not only it's the spirit that tries to embrace the black history map is the spirit of the african diaspora because as much as we all have different history i think we have our similarities and differences that can bring us together rather than divide us i think it's so nice sometimes to see like how connected we are and how similar we are even within the diaspora let it be we are from afro brazilian let it be that we are afro italian let it be that we are black americans let it be that we are from the continent of africa and that's interesting i think africans sometimes do not do not understand i see many africans do not understand why is there such a thing as black history month i think black history month is also for africans as well because i think the history that we choose and we say and we celebrate even within the continent of africa is mostly the history that's been taught by the colonizers and so we have to really deconstruct our history our knowing our tradition our philosophy is so important so black history math is also for the people of the continent i know some they they always mad at us, the esperians we're sorry we but please have some mercy on us but i think the esperians are giving a lot of tools i feel to the people of the continent like not giving tools but i feel we are giving a different perspective and i think we are also encouraging to a certain extent the people of the continent although some days are always mad at us i, <laughs> I hope somebody's listening i still like I appreciated this effort that these experience I'm making. Yes, yeah, so there is Black History month in Italy February is also the month of Carnival and Sanremo. So Carnival is a celebration within Italy. I think it's born as a pagan tradition and that has become part of the Catholic faith here in Italy. I know also in Brazil the celebrate Carnival. I know in Ghana there is something similar to Carnival and although New Orleans there is a big celebration for Mardi Gras. Is it nice? I love it as a celebration here in Italy. In Italy it's mostly kids that do celebrate it, but we do have some adults too. The weirdest part about Rome where I'm based is the fact that I don't see uh, any, any big vans going around and celebrating the carnival. I think you have to go to specific towns to see this so I've been told about Ronciglione, I've been talking about different places in which people do celebrate the carnival but for me it's strange because I come from a small town in Northern Italy and there is always always kind of a parade a big celebration and people dressed up and you see adults and young ones it's one of my favorite holidays i love the desserts as well if you're lucky sometimes you get two days off from school i don't but i wish i did because i love i i'll be honest i don't know what it is about carnival but i just always looked at it with expect also my feeling when i was little one time i was in primary school last year primary school i got mumps so all the Keone, what we call it in italian so my I, I was swollen my face was swollen and i was mad because i was sick for literally a week or more and i couldn't go to carnival so for me as a child a tragedy i was like i can't believe i'm not going to carnival i want to go to carnival i was being so dramatic and then for that i still dressed up though as esmeralda from Doctor drum and quasimodo and i had Dress up, wore my little wig, took a picture, and went back to the sofa to sleep. That's the funniest. If you are non black, or even if you are black, or you are a POC person, I think nobody POCs do know. Please, uh, we are not dress ups, just that we are not dress ups. So, I see some places in Italy that are still selling paints regarding the black face. And yesterday, I saw a kid, I saw so many kids dressed in rome so i i saw a Potter is quite popular these days but i also saw a kid dressed as an indian and i remember one time i think i was maybe dressed as one as a native indian from northern america please let's try to avoid this kind of dresses in 2023 let's all deconstruct and unpack that please let's do that okay okay please think carefully when it comes to your dresses because i really dislike the fact that you dress up as a black person or as a minority I think it's part of the mockery and it's part of diminishing experiences and lives of black people people that bring a stress. I do not like that. It's interesting how humor sometimes is. I think people have an idea of humor of being neutral but there is no such a thing as neutrality. It's not funny. I think humor has been used in the past as a tool of power and still currently I think the weirdest part about Italians is the sense of humor that's something I do not get within especially white Italians in general the of public of white Italians oftentimes I don't get the sense of humor and jokes that people do because oftentimes they're intrinsic with ableism sexism and homophobia and racism and I'm just so please if you are a person that listening to this podcast and you happen to be white or let it be Italian or not maybe you want to think about your sense of humor if you haven't deconstructed that i have sex with humor sometimes reinforces stereotypes or it does not really challenge them i think it's powerful when other people do challenge stereotypes through humor i think it's very interesting interesting power dynamic there yeah on that note i'm talking about humor and things that are funny drissaremo yeah this was Sanremo about two weeks ago that Sanremo is the festival of Italian music it has been running now for like more than I think 60 years this festival has become popular especially when the TV has become very popular in Italy in the 60s it happens in Sanremo which is a northern Italian town in the Liguria region people just good uh, festival in which people sing and normally the most popular italian song gets proclaimed during that time so it's such a cool moment but it's also a moment when it happens because i'm always always confused about what's happening on that stage My little Sarima was such a Big thing with my family, we will all watch it and we all know the song. A few weeks ago, I was talking with my mom and I said, saremo, saremo. Dun, dun, dun. And that's one of the songs that used to be sung during the festival. And my mom was like, Yeah, why didn't change that song? That song was so much fun. Saremo for Italians is a big pop cultural moment i felt it's a moment where we also see a bit of trash tv too you see these big ball gowns and this big fashion and oftentimes this festival is a moment to send a message let it be political or non-political this year even the president of the Italian republic was there hey wow Old president mattarella was there what a wow he was there to join the show and so it's this big cultural moment from time to time and you see different kind of singers different kinds kind of characters we do see nepotism for example we, we also see the same person presented for like the fourth edition i'm kind of tired of amadeus although this year did a better job than the past year but i'm kind of tired of him through the festival different messages kind of get sent you realize some, some things i get frustrated with it because all so you see it, the role of women not being central like only few times women have been the one presenting the festival i think we've seen Antonella Clerici, I did my favorite edition of Sanremo, which is the 2001 edition. For people that follow me on socials, they know what I think about the 2001 Sanremo Festival edition. I'm still mad that Georgia did not win with song, the song Di Sole D'azzurro." that's my favorite ever Italian song I recommend that you listen to this song because for me that song is the highlight of Italian musical culture and I'm still mad that she did not win and this year she brought it as a cover because there is an evening between this program so this program actually you watch remo for like well Five days, I think, normally. Normally, yeah, you watch it for five days. It's this big cultural moment. And uh, you comment on the different outfits the different singing and then at the end of it through the vote of the public but also to the vote of the journalist you decree oh, one some people like they win both the critic and uh, some people win one or the other and, like Georgia in 2001 at least won the other award but like she should have won the festival because the song is so beautiful, beautiful. Illuminarti l'anima nel blu dei giorni tuoi be fragile, yeah, she said come and this is the part where it gets good. Dominica! This song is so good. I've been listening a lot these days. These days music has really helped me to heal my soul and find some comfort with different situations I faced in my life. So but thank you for participating in that part of the concert. It's an interesting moment of Italian culture because on my side you see like sexism are prevalent here, yes. although Kara Ferragni tried to give a bit on feminism reproductive rights i think on one side she's been criticized by a lot of people i've been on the fence about it i think she did a little job with the tools that she had could she do a better job of course but i'm not a big caravan you found unfortunately because i think sometimes she doesn't realize the level of privilege that she has and the work that she does i think she's blonde she's blue eyes she's able-bodied she's skinny she comes from a wealthy family i think she has everything that she needs to have to be successful so for me it's kind of okay you want to say that you made it despite being a woman but do you realize what kind of woman you are and even if you were uh, presenting a festival so you could kind of become successful because uh wow your <laughs> blood blue eyes and they're actually studying and it's not like me trying to say that she's where she is because of beauty definitely she has other characteristics and i think she has a level of awareness about certain issues on one side i think could she do better i think so because for example i don't see her having a lot of poc friends and for me that's something an indicator of people understand because i think it's very easy to say oh i stand for this i Done for that, but what, you, what does your friendship look, group looks like? Because that's very interesting to me personally, and also what's your brand doing as well to support the underrepresented community. But one good thing about it is, with all the money that she got, she decided to support the women's shelter, and I think that's admirable. So I'm not gonna just criticize, oh, you weren't as an intersectional feminist as you were supposed to be. I would say you started your work, you could have done better, but you are still starting somewhere so i think she still said a strong message especially in a country that as much as it's changing it's still deeply conservative italy is an interesting country let me tell you and sanremo does show that then when it comes to talk it's deeply conservative but still changing we see people like here people you can uh, you have little singer like little singer like younger singers ariete that she's super she's expressive personality addresses the word clothing, and she had such a beautiful song and I'm so mad that and I'm glad that Marco Mengoni, the winner of the festival, which is absolutely like gorgeous, good looking, and it's aside- sad. Also, like kind of camping here, but he's not really that a lot about his sexuality, so I'm not gonna speak for him. But I think it was very powerful. Marco Mengo in the moment I won festival with his song Due Vita, which is such a beautiful song. It was it, it was powerful for him to share in the moment before even getting the word. He said, I want to acknowledge that the women that were here that are not standing on stage with us are the male singers, and it's not a given that a man in the moment of victory that's a conversation that is made, shares that and gives space to other people and this has shown them the gap that there is within the Italian industry. Like since 2014 a woman has not won the festival it's been a while since women write or even get recognized so we see these women present between the stages but these stages the same like their presence and their influence is still quite marginalized and I think the festival shows that I think it's of a picture of an Italian society is a big picture. And then we seen journalists as well walking alongside Amadeus, which is the sixty year old presenter of Italian music. We've seen also somebody like journalists. We have a couple of journalists that participated within the festival and there was also Paola E. Godu. Yes! Volleyball player. Afro Italian. Originally Nigerian. One of the best top player in the world that she presented one evening. I was so so happy and so grateful for a presence. Wow! What powerful presence. So last year there was somebody, Loretta and She's an actress and she did this monologue on racism that she faced when she presented the festival. And this monologue was good for the italian public because it was basic conversation racism for me it, uh, 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 we could have done a little bit more but because it's the festival of italian music so the same as for cara Ferragni also for loretta i think it was okay i think they could have used their acting skills she could have used the asking skill a little bit more i think the production could have helped her a little bit more and protected more because she was very vulnerable and very upset about the comments that she received and i really Really hate the fact that as us black people in order to be believed we have to spoon our pain so much and that's why I like Black History Month because Black History Month is not only about pain and that was making me joyful about it and I loved the presence of Paula Igoru. she's such she's such nice so spoken, but then also confident at the same time and I liked her monologue and her speech honestly I really liked it because she did not do like one of the ministers leader of the far right, Matteo Salvini made a little comment. She, oh, I hope she does not do the little monologue on racism how racist this country is. You know, you, Matteo Salvini, you're one of the reasons why we call this country racist. You are the captain of the captain. Capitano de Capitani. Hey! Of your little creek of the far right promoting racist ideas. So you, Capitano de Capitani, you are the one. So just relax and just keep quiet. For me, it's very funny, yeah? In Italy it's very funny because people, like, they racist stuff every other day and then the girl offended when they say the country is racist. Like you offended about what are you mad about. I think this is coming up spectrum. But the craziest part I think is how mainstream this idea of uh, we are not racist out there, power God will say the country's racist out there she is that's what concerns me is how much space is given to this kind of but I love the speech. She's just about what it meant for her growing up as a volleyball player, growing up as Italian, curian, and the question that she has about growing up the fact that we are all equal i don't like the we are all equal part that for sure a check i do not like that but i appreciated the fact that she had a very good speech and also susanna has wrote a beautiful article for work italia is all in italian but it was so powerful i think to see a black woman on a screen first of all a dark-skinned black woman because Oftentimes, people start to see actually a dark skinned black woman with braids. Hey, with braids. Like, oh, what a wow. That was such a powerful thing especially for myself that I remember one time when I was working at a first star hotel the owner one time told me oh the clients do not like you with braids I was like what are you talking about what are you talking about trying to imply that braids are unprofessional no 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 braids are not unprofessional and seeing braids on a big evening like Sanremo hmm, that's such a powerful moment and I think Paula Goro deserves more love and respect. She has been struggling lately because she receives a lot of aids on social media, especially from people, because every time people go, oh, she's not Italian, how can she represent us? How can she look like this and represent us? And whenever there is a defeat, people really attack her even more. I like that within a speech, she spoke about victory and defeat and what it means for her as an athlete and also between the festival, so that was very powerful i really loved that but also you know what i loved about the festival hmm marco mengoni cover let it be wow what a powerful cover like, my guy could sing what a wow and i like the had the kingdom choir the one that sang during harry and Meghan's wedding but the choir i feel it wasn't really tokenized see happens with black artists with white artists especially that they use black choirs we need to talk about that too but i felt like very involved and try to understand the culture and also the spirituality with, with singing a song with a gospel choir that was very beautiful and powerful we've seen the festival it's been beautiful it's given a moment of joy and that was amazing it's been good and i watched the festival in Florence. I was in Florence a few weeks ago. I presented my research project and it has been an absolute honor for me to present a project that has been important for me, an advocacy project I will keep on working on throughout the year. It's just right now it's a bit difficult but i looking forward to working on it and this presentation has been an, such an encouragement to me because wow what a powerful powerful moment to be in florence the city that my dad loves particularly a city where we are the first afro-italian rural and talking about research and being afro-italian and talking about belonging and citizenship rights that was a powerful moment and through every initiatives that i've been doing lately i also use it to honor my friend's life as well because i think his life is such an example and also i think it's and to remind institutional responsibilities. So it was such a great conversation. I'm so happy for the fellows that worked. Grateful for Jessica and Anas that worked with me and took this journey with me. I'm grateful for Ernest Eole that's been helping us as well from the Soul of Nation Foundation. I'm grateful for the Department of State of the United States and also to the community Firanza which has all stands for this beautiful powerful moment. And Florence is Florence is the city of my heart for real as soon as I put my foot in that city I feel restored I feel rejuvenated I feel happy although lately we see something not nice happening in Florence and one thing has happened has been attack on students by fascists I need the government to take responsibility on that it's very important for the government to take responsibility about it because this is not nice and We need to protect our students and we need to protect every person, also people. Unfortunately, we've seen black people losing their life in Florence as well back in 2011 and also just a few years ago back in 2018. So it's very important when we protect people within the city. Also, by the way, before I forget, I don't want to forget the fact that I met the people from the podcast, We Belong Europe if you don't listen to belong we belong europe you have to okay this team of amazing women they're doing such an amazing job and actually there is an interview that i'm going to link it's available and with that being said I uh, want well, i say thank you for listening and tuning in i want to share more but also i don't want to keep you here for too long i also don't want to keep myself here for too long because i'm recording this episode quite late at night because i had a nap this afternoon my sleep pattern is messed up but i've been taking a little bit of supplements but yeah this nap and supplements i don't think they're working together with my rest but i hope you enjoyed this episode and i hope you have a great remaining rest of the month and don't forget to share like comment subscribe do whatever you need to do to spread the word about the podcast and it's very important for me like i do i do it for myself but for others especially for others uh for the black italian community for the african diaspora so please do share the word give me feedback and let me know what you think okay Okay, so don't forget to follow the podcast page at Smiley Benny. Well, that's my personal page, but my podcast page is at Chronicles of ABI V. -V. That's the Chronicles of a Black Italian Women page. Don't forget to tag us when you share the podcast. And thank you. Grazie mille. Grazie, grazie, grazie. Ciao. Have a great one. Take care, good self Okay, please take good care of yourself. Okay, I appreciate you. Bye.